Mad About Money. I'm Maddie Alexander-Grout and this is the podcast that is Mad About Money, interviewing interesting people about interesting money stories. And we're joined today by the absolutely wonderful Jeremy Jacobs, who is an entrepreneur, mentor and consultant, and he is here to tell us his money story. Um, so Jeremy and I met, um, we've really never met once face-to-face, haven't we? But we met uh, We met on Clubhouse yeah. when, um, when Clubhouse was really popular and now it's not so much nobody really does it anymore but (laughs) we were on it every single day just like bashing out the episodes weren't we it was it was fun yeah and I couldn't think of of anybody who I would rather have as my first male guest on this podcast um than the lovely Jeremy thank you it's absolutely wonderful to have you um so before we move on a little bit um just want to say that this podcast is sponsored by my vip rewards um, the multi-award winning employee member and customer reward that helps people to save money on their everyday finances and it's for consumers as well so go and check it out myviprewards.co.uk boom um so jeremy tell us a little bit about you Oh, a little bit about me. Oh, I could go on for ages. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, yes, so I am, uh, my name's Jeremy. I'm a male. I live on the south coast of England in uh, Brighton and Hove in Sussex. And I have been an entrepreneur for 15 years. Um, I've been in the kind of industry working in various forms for 26. Um, but I've been running my own businesses for 15 years. Um I've started 10. Um, Some of those have failed miserably and some of them have been what I deem to be successful. Um, My my largest venture was uh, a food manufacturing business uh, called Ray's Bakery, which I started with my mum in her kitchen and we grew it. uh, So we had our own dedicated uh, production facility. Uh, We employed over that, that period of time, hundreds of people. We supplied big brands like Virgin Atlantic, uh, where we served over four million cupcakes on their flights. That's not to show off or dick swing, but just to give you a sense of the scale of where we grew that business to. Um, and then we closed that business, or rather I closed that business last year um, in September um, after the COVID-19 pandemic had ravaged our business um, and me <laughs> mentally and physically. Um, so, yeah, so closed that business. And now I'm on a journey of... Um, self-discovery and looking at what my life would look like in the future uh, because one of the reasons that I closed the business um, was because I got COVID, got very sick and Mm. I noticed the impact it had on my mental health and physical health and I had a moment where I was like I don't want to be doing this anymore so I'm I'm very early on in my in terms of what I'm going to be doing next but I definitely know that I want to be helping entrepreneurs, business owners to avoid a lot of the mistakes that I made and also have less stress. That is a great so, yeah, idea. You see, I, I had- That's a bit about me. I had COVID and my uh, my epiphany was that I needed to pivot the business um, because actually COVID did pretty nasty things to us as well. Um, I mean, mm. we, we kind of ended up with a redundant product, which was shit to say the least. Um, yeah. So, so we, we've pivoted and we, we now- still do the same thing we're still a consumer um, loyalty product but at the same time also a a a business club to support business owners in their journeys and um you know there's 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 definitely more we can talk about this afterwards let's 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 go on from that but um (laughs) but it's 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 really interesting that you started so many businesses um 
what ones have failed and why? Oh, what ones have failed? Mm. Oh, there's been loads. Um, uh, I started a tr digital training company. Um, I started a digital consultancy. Um, there's been other uh, other ones which have been successful, but I've exited. So I I um, helped my uh, my ex set up a uh, live entertainment venue in a prison. Uh, true story. Um, it sounds a little bit grander than what it is, um, and that was successful. But we ended up um, splitting up. So that. I exited that business for personal reasons. Um, <laughs> why did those businesses fail? I think probably the biggest reason is um, not sticking with it for long enough um, and probably trying to do too much by myself. So those two businesses that I spoke about, the digital consultancy and the digital training company, I ended up they started around the same time as the food manufacturing business. And I, I think probably to a certain extent, my time got pulled into the, into the food manufacturing business. Um, and so I ended up just not paying enough attention. But I think looking back, I could have done things differently. I could have brought someone in to maybe run the food manufacturing business and concentrate on those other businesses as well. Um, but I definitely think in, in terms of all like the businesses and the ventures that I have started, it's not planning enough, not doing enough planning and enough putting enough thought into it, then it not working the way I expect it to. And then just kind of thinking, oh, this isn't working. I'm going to pull the plug. Um, because I think businesses do take a lot longer to get off the ground um, and, and need a lot more time and energy than, than people think. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say those those are the main kind of reasons why. That makes sense. Makes sense. So has it had an impact on you financially, the decisions that you've made over the years? In terms of closing businesses? Mm. Um. Yes, no, not to a certain extent, because I've always been quite risk adverse. So I've kind of built the businesses organically in the sense that I've used profit to grow the business rather than go and seek investment or take on debt. Um, and so I've never been in a position really, even with the food manufacturing business, which was a big business, I had, when COVID hit, I had seen that there was a huge risk to this business we didn't know how long it was going to go on for and so what I did was I started to make sure that all my debt was paid off mm. I hadn't got any third party uh, sorry um personal guarantees attached to anything so I knew I could exit that business at any point and set myself up so I'm, I'm actually quite a risk adverse person and I'm very careful about where I take on debt or where I spend money I don't have. And so the short answer actually is no, because I hadn't put anything too much into it to lose. Brilliant. No, that's that's good to hear. And this this podcast is all about money. So I'm going to ask you a question now. What is your money story? So my money story, um, I'll tell you about the time I found myself in £150,000 worth of debt without realising it. That would probably yeah, be the realizing. most. Well, yeah. Um, I'll tell you more about that. So yeah. I, 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 we, it was a few years into the food manufacturing business, the bakery, and 
we decided me and my mum always wanted to have a physical retail location where people you know everyday public could come in and and buy cakes and have coffee and whatnot and we were thinking about it for a long time and we we walked past this um available uh this this unit that was available near to where i live in hove and we were like oh should we just go and check it out so we go and check it out it's available next thing we know we're putting you know we're signing a lease um and we basically started building this, this making this um, retail location, and we still had the uh, the food manufacturing uh, unit production facility, which at the time was struggling because we'd lost a big contract, and so we set up this shop, and we borrowed money to do it mostly from family, and then the business was doing well. But then we sat down one day with our accountant and at this point I wasn't very aware of, I wasn't very aware of the kind of money, what was going on in terms of our finances. I knew, I barely looked at my profit and loss account. I barely, I looked at the bank account, obviously, um, and I didn't have a cash flow forecast. So, and I didn't even understand a balance sheet. You put a balance sheet in front of me and I'd be like, oh, I don't understand it. So I just ignored it. And this was, um, this was quite a few years ago. <laughs> and my accountant sat down with me as part of our quarterly meeting and was like, um, you might want to go and speak to an insolvency practitioner because just to be on the safe side. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she points at the, the figure at the bottom of the um, balance sheet and was like, yeah, you're 150,000 pounds in debt essentially and i was like oh okay um the and then uh, not that long after the shop we had three other bakeries open within five minutes of our front door so there's suddenly the the market was a lot more competitive and literally overnight our turnover like dropped by 75 percent and we didn't know we could you know it just got so competitive and so difficult and we actually decided to close the shop to focus in on the manufacturing side, which was the right choice at that point, even though it was very difficult. Um, and and we we thankfully won a new contract at the same just at that same time. Like I think we closed the shop in the beginning of August, and then at the end of August we won this contract and started manufacturing for that, and that saved us. And I managed to trade myself out of that debt. And I actually managed to get us into a, in a cash positive position. And when the pandemic hit, I had 150 grand in the bank. Oh. So we'd gone from minus to plus. That's amazing. Um, through, yeah, through learning the importance of finance and money, because that is what makes a business operate. A lot of people avoid it and they don't like it, but it's unavoidable whether or not you pay someone else to look at it and tell you what's going on or you learn yourself, I had, to, I'd learned the hard way. Um, and for me, I'd always personally been in debt. I remember a, a friend of mine when I was in my twenties said to me, Oh, you could just get a credit card and just put it on a credit card. You can always earn money and pay it off later. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. And I had to, you know, <laughs> so you go and spend loads of money on credit cards get yourself into loads of debt 
And then you go, well, I've now got these debts that I can't pay back or I'm struggling and the interest rates are really high, et cetera, et cetera. And I just wasn't very clued up about finance and money for a very long time. And it was only when I had these points where it got so bad that I was forced to learn about it. I think in hindsight, I wish I'd have learned about it sooner. But mm. hey, you know, that's the past. But now hindsight's a I wonderful am thing. <laughs> so ridiculous. Sorry? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, so now I'm really good with money and I'm very meticulous. Um, I actually did my own personal cash flow forecast this weekend and my own personal profit and loss for my personal finances um, to get a sense of where I'm at. Um, and it's just, just my life is so less stressful because I know where I'm at with my money. It's so important, isn't it? And uh, do you know, I, I was exactly the same. Um, I was in 40 grand's worth of personal debt and I learned how to manage money. And that was the whole reason behind me setting up the business. The whole reason behind me setting up this podcast was to help other people to learn about all of those things that are really, really difficult. So what would be your tips yeah. for somebody who is struggling with money um, and thinking there's not really a way that they can get out of it? Oh, yes. Great question. So the first thing, I think I was told this by someone, I must have been, the fastest way to have more money is to spend less. And it sounds really obvious but if you want to get yourself out of debt, you need to stop spending money. And that's what we did in my business. And that's what I did in my personal life. And so what I did in my business is I went through every single line and I still did this on a regular basis. I probably did it once a quarter, so every three months, if not more often, I would go through my profit and loss and look at every single expense. And I'd take a couple of hours out to go through and go, right, where have I spent this money? Do we need to be spending it? can it be cut um and i do that i did that on my per with my personal finances when i closed the business i went through my direct debits and i went right sky i found out i was spending 90 pounds a month on sky so i got rid of it and i reduced the bill down by 30 to 30 pounds and i just took sky out i you know and lots of other things so that would be my first tip is go and have a look at what you're spending your money on and have a really honest adult conversation with yourself to say do i need to be spending this do you really need to be going to starbucks every month every day and buying a coffee honestly harshly you do not and it will rack up the all of these sorts of things i haven't been clothes shopping apart from going to h&m to buy some cheap t-shirts genuinely for about two years because i know that the clothes on my back i don't care you know i, I don't really care what i look like to be honest to a certain extent, lovely. do you know what I mean? I'm quite happy with an eight. Well, you can tell if you're watching the video. H and M T-shirt, this hat, two pounds in the sale. Nice. Thank you very much. You know, and I and I <laughs> and I and I don't um, I don't feel the need to go and spend lots of money on clothes. And you know, it's yes, I do enjoy you know e eating out whatever it is, but I need to be realistic, particularly when time time you know money is tight so that'd be my first thing is um go through what you're spending um sign up to a bank account like monzo or starling um i think natwest does it now because i bank with them where it will tell you where your money's going so you can get a sense of what it is um 
it it's one of the hardest things to do and it's but it's it's the most important lesson i learn is being honest with myself about do i need to be spending this money because we can go oh i work so hard i deserve nice things yeah we yeah you may do but if if you're in a tough spot then maybe not yeah and 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 work towards getting yourself out of that debt it will take time it can take time and the other thing which as i found very useful and again is one of the most challenging things is having a conversation with the people you owe money to to see if you can restructure that debt to make it more affordable for you in the long term whether or not you know again i'm not a financial advisor so please seek <laughs> the advice of someone else but this is what i did for example, putting credit cards onto a 0% interest um, credit card and, and transferring any balances you have over to that, um, as an example, not taking more debt out, but like meaning that you're not having to add to that debt each month. But the biggest one is having difficult conversations with people that you owe money to, to say, actually, I'm struggling right now. Can we have a look at maybe spreading it out over a longer period? Because if you owe money, if you owe money to someone and they come along and say, we want our money back, and let's say worst case scenario, they take you to court and you've had a conversation with them that's documented to say, I've already said, I'm, I, I'm, I've tried to renegotiate the debt and have a payment plan in place. I don't see why a court would actually say to you, no, you've got to pay this debt back now because you've tried to negotiate that. So again, very difficult thing to do. Um, it's an uncomfortable conversation, but I guarantee you once you've had that conversation, you'll feel so much better. Um, and I think honesty is the best policy. I think those are the two tips I can think of on the top of my head. I like those tips. They are very, very good tips. And I think anybody anybody who's listening or watching will, will genuinely find that really helpful. Um, so what's next for Jeremy then? What's next for Jeremy? So, well, that's the thing. I, I, I think the thing that I decided when I closed my business was I wanted to build a business around my life rather than build a uh, sorry i wanted to build a life around, sorry let's start that again <laughs> i wanted to build a business around my life not a life around my business if that makes sense All so for sense. me thank you well good because i was getting confused <laughs> i was like is that the way around i'm terrible at reciting sayings or quotes i always get them wrong um so yeah so that's so building building a um a business around my life so that's the first thing that i want want to do is um is to have a better quality of life because when i ran my previous business i was working insanely long hours um you know it was the business always came first and it was a physical business making physical products with a lot of staff so it was very challenging from that perspective so you know putting me first for a change um and looking at that and then it's very much around what i want to be doing in the world which is actually which is making a difference um helping people uh, i've got a lot of experience in business i did a mba masters in business administration which is which has improved my knowledge a lot around business and so i want to help people starting out in their early stages or they might have been in business for a while and they're struggling because we all we all get there don't we at some point even if you've been in business for five years something happens something changes um and you find yourself in a, in a challenging place 
I want to help people to get out of that stress, deal with it in a more powerful way. I'm not looking at you in a weird way. The dog, the dog's just decided to join me, and I'm not really sure why. Oh. <laughs> Go downstairs, lucky dog. Always. We can ask for their tips. Yeah. What's your money saving tip? What's your money saving tip, dog? Like my money saving tip is not to feed the dog. No, <laughs> I do feed my dog. <laughs> he just. Just decided yeah, that he was. Just wasn't. in case the RSPCA is listening, she does feed the dog. I do um, Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so help it. So, you know, helping people is, is what I want to be doing um, and educating people. Like this conversation, like the work that you're doing is amazing because you're, you know, you're sharing stories around money and you know how to improve your relationship with money and how you are with money and i think that's a really great thing so more of that kind of stuff educating people and then getting back into my marketing days so before i started the food manufacturing business i had a background in digital marketing um running campaigns for um big brands in an agency in london or agencies in london and i missed that that's i really enjoyed that side of uh yeah not that side but you know what i mean doing all of that sort of stuff and i haven't really done that in any great detail apart from my own businesses for quite some time so getting back into that really and having hopefully a more chilled out enjoyable life fingers crossed which is what we all aspire to it's lovely and so at the moment um obviously everything is in crisis we've got the energy crisis we've got the food crisis like everything is really impacting people, whether they're a business owner or they're just an individual. Um, how are you coping with all of the, the price rises without too much income at the moment? You mentioned you've got a little bit of a buffer. Mm-hmm. How, you, have yeah. you had to make any changes? Yes, I have. I've had to, yeah, I do have a buffer and I'm not going to become complacent with that and rest on that as like, you know, um, I want to be working in a way that that isn't the case if that makes sense because i don't want to eat into those savings too much because i never had savings this is the first time in my adult life in the last three or four years where i've had savings and then i was always in debt and so i'm like oh i'm a proper adult now <laughs> sure <Yay. laughs> i've got i've got savings yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's so it's just so amazing to look at the bank and go, oh i've got money um yeah i've definitely had to cut back I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about those tips in terms of debt. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I've, I've, I didn't, I didn't grow up in extreme wealth, and I didn't grow up in poverty. Like I'm, I'm extremely grateful of where I've come from. You know, I'm, I did go, I did go without as a kid. You know, often, but do you know what I mean? Like I, my parents, I didn't actually realize my parents really struggled when I was a kid they never they never let us know as kids like that we, that we were struggling with money um but I never got that that sense so I'm extremely grateful for for you know the opportunities I have um and I've and I yeah I have had to cut back and and make make uh make decisions about things like as I said like sky even mm. things like sky tv which it's it's a luxury actually because you can get it all for free. you can get most of it for free nowadays on on uh, freeview or free freeview freeview or few free sat rather so yeah cutting back paying more attention to where I'm spending my money um, and because I honestly say like 
the amount of times I used to look at my bank account, it just, there was, do you know what I mean? I didn't look at it and go, oh, no, I spent this much on there. So for me, it's now being more mindful of where I'm spending money, um, you know, choosing the, 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 the non-fancy versions of everything in the supermarket, because honestly, there's not actually that much difference. Cutting half, out alcohol. Half the time. Do you know what? Half the time, um, they're made in the same manufacturers. Um, and but you know, yeah. being a food manufacturer, you probably know this anyway. But you know, sometimes the the branded stuff and the non-branded stuff, you know, the supermarket's own, made in the same place. It's it's insane. Yeah, like, yeah they are. You're absolutely right. They are. Um, you know, I went into Tesco's yesterday. I like my like my squash. My friend says to me, "What? You're a five year old child?" Because I like my Robinsons. I love and, squash. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> not not any person. And uh, the and. And the, the bottle had gone up. It was like, it used to be like one pound 50, two pounds. I was like, what the hell? Like, why has that gone up 50p? Then I bought Tesco's own, half the price and actually quadruple strength. Mm-hmm. Does it taste, it tastes just the same. So say little things like that. Like for me, it was just being more mindful. You know, I now know when the supermarkets are doing all their little stickers reduced to clear. I go in and I clear that place out on that sort of stuff, shove it all in the freezer. I'm incredibly, actually incredibly frugal when it comes to that sort of stuff. And it's those little purchases every day that mount up. So I'm just, I think for me, it's been more mindful through the day about where I'm spending my money. Um, I cut out things like, I don't drink a lot of coffee. So um, I don't tend to buy that sort of stuff out and about. Um, and the other thing as well, actually, which I've noticed, which I haven't done, I, I've started to do, is when people say, oh, do you fancy meeting up? I go, do you want to come around to mine for dinner or could I come around to yours rather than going out? Because it's it out. saves so much. Like going out to eat is so expensive. You know, even going to the supermarket and buying a, a ready meal or something nice, when I say nice, you know, like an extra special uh, one that you can shove in the oven and having that together rather than going and spending easily 25 30 I mean in, down here in Brighton everything's so expensive mm. so things like that just I think that's you know definitely cutting back um in in those sense um is you know but I think for me because I've been cutting back for such a long time I don't think I've really been affected but it's tough you know it's a I, the the, the the, the amount that everything is going up in price at the moment is is so surprising. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really, you know, I, I don't know what more I can do for people that are truly struggling, but I, I really do, you know, feel for them. It's, it's tough. T- it's, it is really tough times. It is. And, you know, that's the, the, the whole point of this podcast and, and the reason why we decided to launch it now was to help everyday people to save money on things that they, they spend on every day. It's, it is really tough. And it's the whole reason that my VIP rewards um, exists as well. It's to help people to save mm. on supermarket shopping. Um, but I am the biggest yellow sticker fan. Like I am the reduced to clear aisle all the time. Um, and if it, it, it's, it's, do you know, what? I actually, it's almost like a game to me. Um, what can I save the most <laughs> amount of money on? Um, and last week I managed to pick up some cupcakes. They're like little mini cupcakes and they were four quid reduced to 10 P. And I was like, that is a win. That is like a massive. Well, thing. that is such a win, isn't it? I'm I'm exactly the same. I tell you what, I don't know about I don't know about everywhere else in the country, but co-op are the best for reducing, in my Ooh, experience, because yeah. I've got a local car. I live in 
I live in um in the middle of sort of Brighton City, Brighton Hove City Centre. So all of my supermarkets are the local type small ones. And uh I've gone into I went into um co-op the other day and bought like four four two packs of chicken breasts for like I think they're a quid each. And they're just the satisfaction of knowing. It's almost like you're winning against the supermarkets. It's like, ha ha. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel about it. Like, it, and it's 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 joy. I genuinely feel like Good, yellow guys. sticker shopping is joy. But that that's just me. Yeah. Maybe I'm a bit of a weirdo. But I no, think you're not alone. You're not alone on that one. We love it. Oh, well, Jeremy, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on. Um, you've been an absolute great guest. Thank you so much. Good luck with uh, with whatever you're doing next. Um, this has been uh, Mad About Money, the podcast that is mad about money. Go and check us out. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>